on Audio, the podcast for writers and all who are interested in books, literature and the printed word. Write on Audio is the weekly companion podcast of Write On Magazine and the Write On suite of publications from pen to print. Subscribe by searching pen to print in your favourite podcast app to have new editions delivered to you each week. Write On Audio listener contributions. Sharing your writing for the world to hear. This month's listener contribution comes from Gertje Cowson. Gertje, also known as Gertje the Disabled Poet, is a working-class writer whose work deals with topics such as mental health, his own disabilities, the environment and social issues. Here's Gertje with his piece, A Poet's Tit for Tat. A Poet's Tit for Tat by Gertje Cowson, also known as Gertje the Disabled Poet. Now, I hear what you all asking. Why does a bipolar fueled Loudly dressed eccentric poet need to wear a wide brimmed hat on a cloudy day. Well, for one thing, I am plus 50 now, and my eyes work perfectly fine. Thank you very much, proper 2020. And quite frankly, I would like to keep them that way. So I keep the sun out of my eyes using a hat, but I also have a proper pair of sunbeams to help me with that. I have to understand. How easily distracted I've always been. And when I need to focus on something when I'm proper out-out, I get completely lost and find myself wandering in a different plane of reality called Gertie World, island hopping to find an archipelago called Random Thoughts and Ideas. Now you see, any artist, any artist, whether they use a pen, brush, clay, metal or flesh, never ever just looks up at the sky and sees just a sky. So imagine there I am with a shopping list, for example, and all I need to do is remember the list as well as all the other doodars that I need to do. Now, those who know me well would know that I have always had a very noisy head, as seen rocks in a spin dryer, and taking that noisy head out into a noisy world takes a heck of a lot of concentration and energy. Now, I could play music or set up mantras, mentally play through any works in motion I happen to be working on to help keep out the noise of the traffic and so on. But that doesn't help me seeing the little things that will always capture my attention. Things that most people will just never notice. It has been said many times to me or about me that I'm, I'm very empathic. As in, I can instantly read a room or see someone else is emotional, despite them hiding it well, whether it be a friend or stranger. Which, to a lot of people I have met, gives them a sense that I have a very spiritual mind and gift. And I suppose I should see it as a gift, for as much as my bipolar has given me much to curse, it has given me a gift to look at things at a slightly different angle to almost everyone else. It is what I refer to as my BNR, pronounced BNR. That stands for Bipolar Nuance Radar. This means I pick up little nuances in a room and all with people automatically, totally without trying. They just simply reveal themselves to me. And to be honest, I think if I tried to find these nuances purposely, I'd never find them in a month for Strawberry Sundays. 
When this occurs in a group or with an individual or individuals, it is at least contained within a small environment. But out in the big nasty, there's a whole thousand miles of sky to distract and pick out myriad nuances that need to be processed, organised and put in one of my mind wardrobes, cabinets or odd sock drawers in the desperate hope that I'll remember where I'll put the blooming things. Meanwhile, still trying to remember the shopping or to-do list, as well as remember my green cross code or PIN from a bank card. Did I bring the baby out with me? Did I remember to get dressed this time? Etc, etc. So, to help me, I wear a wide-brimmed hat like Oles wears blinkers. As I said earlier, to any type of artist, the sky is never just sky. It is a smorgasbord of foreign vistas and alien worlds. Huge castles defending against a large and very determined dragon. A massive curve with multiple heads guarding its master's treasure. What a charge of weary horses thundering across the darkening sky. Or of course it can be a deep Pacific sea with ripples of frothing surf or a pirate ship in the distance searching for its next victim. Maybe a strange UFO observing the ways of humanity or even a whale and its car swimming to more abundant waters. And of course at night time it is a sable cloak of grief with minuscule dots of sincerity and peace. A wicked lunala grin in a dense, deep field of purpury. Dragons and other beasties camouflaged against the vast dark blanket, waiting for the time to pounce. A liner, maybe, puffing away on a nocturnal journey, with passengers pointing out the heavenly whales swimming alongside them. Haiku 85. White clouds on blue sky. Lost in thousand bowl dream. Castles in the sky. So often I have gone out with my list but without me app. With the main aim of remembering to buy some, let's say, bog roll. I prepared myself with a few mantras and quirks in progress to help divert all the noisy noises. But then I will get maybe as far as the bottom of my road before I look up and see a mass bank of clouds with one of them glowing with a big face looking down at us ominously. Alongside that I might see a celestial steam train puffing away slowly being chased by a collection of dragons and massive hounds. Well, any thoughts of procuring any triple quilted would have disappeared before you can say Corilla Nimbus, which when I get back I have to yet again explain to me, Kathy, why I have come back with five tins of coconut milk, some cuts of oxtail, some cheese, some new wool for me locks, a pink dashiki, a collection of ideas for future works, a new jotter pad that I wrote down my cloud vision team, and yet another new wide-brimmed hat just so I can safely find my way back home. To which... My long-suffering wife has to purse her lips, roll her eyes, and let out a deep sigh. <sighs> While thinking, great, it's another evening or morning of having to do handstands in the shower. Of course, a lot of times, I desperately go out minus any hat, but armed with pet and pen. 
So I can take in every nuance the sky, trees, people, etc. can throw at me. Well, a couple of Februarys ago, I was sitting on a bench outside my building. It was during lockdown. And I was absolutely privileged, privileged with an amazing backdrop. Now, I live in a long, low-rise building, which is mirrored by a similar building opposite. When sitting on my pondering bench, as I call it, which is at one end of the gardens between the buildings, I get this view of a tunnelling, narrowing perspective as I look towards Maysbrook Park. In the park is a parade of tall, thin, column-like Lombardi poplars, a poplar nigra italica, and on this February afternoon, they were bare relief, what being deciduous. And behind them, there was this amazing, full-on sky filled with a bank of heavy, fluffed-up clouds, cumulonimbus, just sitting there. The phrase that came to me was, naked trees against a cotton wool sky. As I was admiring this gorgeous vista, I got to remembering other observations of people going about their personal existence with their own personal backstories. Well, backstories I imagine for them anyway. This is sort of how things like skyscrapes will influence me. And it ended up with me writing a poem called Naked Trees Against the Cottonmore Sky. About me watching with imaginary people based on memories and them walking past me, telling me their stories in a misery insane kind of way. So hopefully this will gratify your curiosity as to why does a bipolar, apologies, fueled, loudly dressed, eccentric poet need to wear a wide-brimmed hat on a cloudy day and you can finally get on with your lives knowing why. Maybe, hopefully, you can start looking up at the sky, never seeing the sky, but all the stories and visions that artists like myself are bombarded with if we don't wear our wide-brimmed tit-for-tats. Be blessed. Gurdjieff, the disabled poet. Naked trees against a cotton wool sky. Screaming mother dragged their patient child on their way to school. They swear it was a toddler's fault their light, that a bed is now full. At Becky, child sat waiting, while parents' face was stuck in phone. Toddler watches kiddies telly, trying not to feel alone. Ah, oh, bubbly always relieved to get to school and enjoy some peace and quiet, while parent rushes home to stick their face in phone with no grip. I see these things as I observe. The naked trees against the cotton wool sky. Tired worker, dragging feet with a back twice its age, as they desperately plan their kids' meal earned on minimum wage. Gladly watching Pickney eat while their stomachs loudly screams, watching little and sleep through tears, hoping for a night of good dreams. Waiting up in the morning with a head full of stress and fears. Going to work on an empty belly, so the rich can buy useless wares. I see these things as I observe, the weight, the naked trees against the cotton wool sky. Drunkard in a dirty tracksuit, labelled lazy for not working. 
Strangers look on him with disgust with their ignorant judging. They have no idea of his high school trade that's now come obsolete, abandoned by his masters, by a machine to replace his feet. Depression is now his greatest trade with his skill in super strength beer as he sits alone each day drinking 9% without a care. I see these things as I observe the naked trees against Cottonwall sky. Teenage saucepan lids loitering around using youthful phrases until someone phones the Rogers because it upsets the housing prices. They were talking how to help the poor and make themselves matter. But the Rogers insisted they move on for daring to use youthful patter. Now they're wondering why they bothered and boil with resent. But their anger soon goes away as they humbly repent. I see all these things as I observe the naked trees against the cottonwall sky. Thank you. Thank you to Gertje Cowson for this listener contribution. As always, we'll post links so you can find out more about Gertje in our show notes. We're always delighted to read your contributions. So if you'd like to see your words in write on or hear them on this podcast, please get in touch. We'll share this link and all others mentioned in today's podcast as part of our show notes. I've been Tiffany Clare and you've been listening to Write on Audio. Write on Audio is produced by Chris Gregory and it's an alternative stories production for pen to print. This podcast is supported using public funding by Arts Council England.